Family from the Heart, episode number 22. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And here we are once again with another exciting discussion on the topic of parenting and using these wonderful creative corrective ideas, creative correction ideas that we have been getting from this wonderful book titled Creative Corrections by Lisa Welchel. Uh, The subtitle of the book, of course, is Extraordinary Ideas for Everyday Discipline. That's it. And today, this week, we cover chapter number eight, which is God's topsy-turvy truths. Yeah. Try saying that really fast. Yeah, let's not. So, uh, (laughs) Stephanie... We okay. have, you, we've just basically finished reading this. Actually, you did. Some folks in the chat room, I think, kind of overheard it, said that uh, you ought to go into reading books on tape Well, or books on CD. Or, that would take me forever because. Because why? I, I just, I don't know. I would feel like, I would feel the need to edit and anyway. So you are saying that if it was re- being recorded, you'd have to be a perfectionist? Possibly. Uh-oh, that wouldn't be good. No. All right. Well, well, you know, like sometimes I'll read a sentence and it doesn't make sense to me, and so I go back and I read it again. Do you, yeah. I mean, you, you've you listened to me read for the last, you know, what, how many chapters were in the five love languages? Well, yeah, exactly. You know, so I'll I'll go back and I'll start over. And then, heaven forbid, there's ever a word that I don't, you know, that my brain doesn't register or... In the five love languages, there were several times that he used words that I had never even heard of. I, I had never he, even heard of I'm pretty sure words. he made up two of them. I <laughs> think he did, honestly. And um, so there were words that I had never, you know, that I had heard but never seen spelled out. And, and that caught me off guard. And so I would have to. That would make it difficult to do a book on CD recording if you weren't quite sure what the it word would. was. So anyway, of course, um, we are not going to be reading to you from the book. Instead, we do want to encourage you, uh, if you're listening to Family from the Heart on a regular basis, you you already know this, but Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com is the sponsor of this program. And if it wasn't for our sponsorship, this program that as it exists today would not exist. So uh, we are very thankful to them. And... Of course, many of you have already mentioned that you've purchased your book from Mardell, both the Five Love Languages and now Creative Corrections, which we think is completely awesome. Which is where awesome. we got ours from. It is. Which I'm so glad that this is our copy now because I think the first time I opened it up and re- read it, I um, I cracked the the. I know you're a little too. Here. <laughs> you are too rough on books. Let me tell you. Today but, I drew a happy face. Yes. The, the, you know, we had borrowed the book from the library to start this right. this af- episode off. I didn't off. break that book. Right. But what I'm saying, though, is that it's nice to have your own copy of the book. It is. Because you can go in and highlight it and use it as a reference later. And, and color happy faces. And color happy faces. <laughs> and doodle. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, of well, course. Look, now, you will always know that this is our book. And even if we loan it out to someone, we'll know it is ours because we... 
I highlighted with pink highlighter and I drew a happy face on chapter eight. So there's no question as to whether or not no that's question. our book. Yep. All right. So Stephanie, why don't, tell, why don't you tell them what this week's chapter is all about? God's topsy-turvy truth. Okay. <laughs> and so that concludes our episode of this week's Family from the Heart. Um, this, <laughs> I'm sorry. This week's um, chapter was real. I mean, it was it was just that. It was about how um, teaching our, our kids to follow God's truths in this upside down world that we live in which is what she calls it she says um because we are called to be set apart um as christ followers christ followers and so in doing so um the world looks at us as upside down mm-hmm. when actually it is the world that is upside down right so we so basically the way our culture is everything is counter to what god really does want for our lives, what he designed for our lives. And because of sin, we come into this world with a whole different perspective than what God would have us to have. We we grow up and nobody really has to teach us to be selfish, that uh, self-seeking. Um, th- those things are unfortunately natural to us. And so when it says topsy-turvy, it talks about the different things that, the different ways that we ought to be living our lives that is countercultural or that goes against the grain of what is norm or accepted as the norm. And so Stephanie's going to share with us a couple little pieces okay, here. Okay, I am going to interrupt for just a moment. Yes. Because um Michaela yes just entered our chat room and we need to tell her happy birthday. Oh, well, because happy in birthday. Australia it's Sunday. So Sweet. I if my calendar is correct Happy Where birthday. Where Michaela is, it's her birthday. Happy birthday, Michaela. Happy birthday. Very awesome. <laughs> she says thank you. And that you, you are, are gorgeous. Well, thanks. All right. But um I was just looking at it. that's the only thing on our on my calendar for tomorrow. Breaking news. This so, just in. This just in. Tomorrow is Michaela's birthday. Very anyway. awesome. Um Highlighted areas, right? Highlighted areas, yes. We're going to okay. cover some of those there, Steph. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Welcome okay. back Get, to the show. Hey, now you gave me a hard time no, last No, I'm week. just you, giving you, you a hard were, time. Yeah. I mean, you were... I was out there <laughs> last yeah, week. Yeah, you were on another planet last week. <laughs> um, I just feel like I need to start this show by saying that um, our kids started back to school this week. So we started like a whole new schedule mm-hmm. of of getting up early and you know trying to get it in in bed at a decent hour. And um, last night, Cliff and I actually got to go on a date by ourselves. It was yes. so cool. We did something that we've never done in a really really not never done that we haven't done in a really really long time. What's that? We went to dinner and a movie. Yes, we did. So we were out like. We're like old people now because we're like yes. dragging ourselves home. Anyway, um, so we went to bed later than what we had gotten used to this week. But our kids got up at the same time. Yes, which meant and that we got up at the same exactly. time. And I am really dragging today. So anyway, I just felt like I needed to start this whole episode saying like I'm in a fog. I'm sleepy. My voice is scratchy and... I just think that, you know. You know what? I think the people who listen to this show love me anyway. 
No, they do. In fact, I, I, I. So I just felt like I needed to explain that. We had, um, we had gotten a Twitter message or something I saw out there, where somebody said, "Thing." I just listened to, um, Family from the Heart episode number, I guess twenty, right? And wanted to say that they loved it and just are very much refreshed by the idea that we're not here just trying to keep up appearances there is there was the one point where like right into the you know five ten minutes into the show where you and i kind of really started to disagree on something i think <laughs> right uh and that's it, the cool thing about being individuals is that we can disagree on things yes it is it is it is all right, all right so anyway. be, i'll tell you what since since we're on the uh, topic of just bringing up things before we get into the highlighted areas all right i do want to share um an email that we got from Amy from the yes. gspn.tv yes. community. She says, hi guys, I'm listening to episode number 20 of Family from the Heart and thought I'd suggest a book that might be might be a help with Megan. It sounds very much to me like her temperament would fit into the category of strong-willed child. Luke is very strong-willed, as am I. There is a book by Dr. James Dobson called The New Strong-Willed Child. I could really see myself in the stories in that book. It gives great advice on how to shape the will of a strong-willed child without dampening that spirit. It can be purchased at Mardell.com. I know. I, I love I, how she put that in there. <laughs> that is awesome. See, that's great. what I love about the fact that, you know, podcasting and sponsorship, this stuff really is working because people get the word yes. out. I mean, this is cool. It can be, bar- and, and you know, I bet if we were to buy that at Mardell, we could put promo code GSPN in the <laughs> shopping cart. And get 10% off. And get 10% off. Rock on. All right. So anyway, um, I also want to let Steph know that I'm working on not yelling at my children. I am actually going to be starting a class on September 9th using the book How to Talk So Kids Will Listen and Listen So Kids Will Talk by Adele Faber and Eileen uh, Maslish, I think. I'll let you know what I think when I get into the class a little way. Later, Amy. Amy, thank you for that. We, That's I do, very cool. I, I love the title of that book. I do and too. I wonder if that one's also available on Mardell.com. We'll have to look. But either way, we want to hear from you as you get into that class. I definitely want to hear how that's working out for you. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as as um, Dr. Dobson's book goes, we read um, The Strong-Willed Child when Megan was little, and she doesn't quite fall into that category. Yeah, but I, you know, I think she's on the edge of it, and I think well, there yeah, might be some principles there that is still going to be useful to us if, if oh, we were yeah. to do it. So. And of course, uh, our, our good friend Daryl from Mardell.com mm-hmm. uh, has just placed a link in the chat room to the new Strong-Willed Child. It's available for fourteen ninety nine, dollars And do make sure that when you add it to your shopping cart uh, that you oh, please um, use promo code GSPN. Okay. Anyway, can you make that bigger? The new Strong-Willed Child. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hold on. I am... Uh, ah. Birth through adolescence. Okay. Okay. That's all it says. Okay, cool. That's all you needed to see? Yep. Sweet. It all righty. And uh, what was the second book you just mentioned? The second book is uh, Talk So Kids Will Listen and Listen So Kids Will Talk. Yes, which I have to, um, now that Amy so lovingly brought that up, have to admit that I totally had been doing a really good job of not yelling and just Until broke tonight. it tonight because my <laughs> kids were, they were playing and rest. Actually, no, they were fighting <laughs> 
they were the the youngest two were fighting over my iPhone that they wanted to play um, monkey ball on, and um, I was you know I was talking in a normal tone, but they couldn't hear me, and so then I I heard myself get a decibel louder, and then I heard myself get louder and louder, <laughs> and then I couldn't stop. <laughs> You couldn't stop. <laughs> well, it, it took me a minute to realize, well, they've stopped, so now I don't need to talk loud anymore. And anyway, and then I did. You came out, and I thought you had left like 30 minutes ago. You, hey, Cliff had to run an errand, and all of a sudden he pops up from downstairs, and I'm like, I thought you left. Then I start yelling again because I'm frustrated at the fact that you hadn't left yet, you king of distraction. Hey, now. <laughs> Can anyway. we tell? Can, I want to talk about yelling in a minute. Okay. Uh, you know, we're going to just continue to go down one rat hole after another. Have you ever heard of it called a rat hole before? Yeah. There's a show called Mac, Mac Break Weekly. They yeah. talk about rat um, holes all the time. Hold on, before you go down somewhere else. I, I wasn't. I was finishing. Well, finish I up. Finish my own rat hole. <laughs> go ahead. Anyway, once I realized that I was I was yelling and they had stopped and but I had told. You, that's the only decibel that they can hear. Yes. <laughs> they, they can't hear anything at a, at a normal tone. That Well, that's because we've trained some, them that way. Yeah, sometimes that's how it feels. Anyway. So so anyway, I, before I tell you about what I want to say about yelling, because I've been thinking about it a lot mm-hmm. lately. Um, but before I do, I just want to say, you mentioned me going on an errand today. I'm very excited to announce that um, Studio B just got some new furniture. And is going to get a makeover. Yes. And so um, basically what I wanted to say is that, what did you say? I said the room's going to get a makeover. Oh, okay. I, I, that's what I thought you studio said. Studio B I, is going to yes. get a makeover. So we're in Studio some, A, which um, about a, what was it, about a year ago? I year, guess. Just maybe just over a year ago. We took there. half of our basement, put a wall up and made a studio, which is where we're sitting right now and broadcasting live out of. And the other side of this wall was still our family room. Well, when I started my own career in January doing podcasting the media full time, we decided to go ahead and clear out the other side of the basement for additional studio space for when we might do some kind of video work or video production work. Okay. And well, anyway, I'm very excited to say that today I finally found the the inexpensive very nice looking black high top table that we've been looking for. That's cool. I'm only concerned about one thing. What? When looking at the pictures, uh-huh. um, the because it it is a high top table. Uh-huh. So it comes with high top chairs. Yes. Right. Um, I have short top legs. <laughs> I don't I don't have long legs at all. Well, the, the, but the bar seems like down very low, like I'm not gonna be able to reach it. Maybe we'll or get you a footstool. I'm gonna need something. <laughs> We'll get you a footstool. And the and the camera angle will only so, do such... No, I'm not worried about the camera angle. I'm worried about being comfortable while sitting there recording. Okay. That's we'll, all. We'll make sure it happens. Anyway, so... Anyway, so I'm um, excited about it, too. Yeah. I get to put it together. Yes, you do. Because so, I'm the one who does that in our house. She the, Because you like to. Um, and because you curse while you do it. I don't curse when I do it. I get you cranky. don't start out. You don't start <laughs> out cursing when you do it, but when it's about two a.m. and you still haven't figured yes, it out yes. yet, then yes, you do. Yeah. On occasion, has been known to. 
Yeah. So here's what I here's what I'd like to say is that I was at the soccer game this morning. Right. And I heard us, you and I, <laughs> right, with three little kids. Okay. Who were not our kids. <laughs> In fact, the people behind us weren't us. <laughs> But they might as well have been. Okay. Okay. I heard them say the same exact things we say. Mm -hmm. I heard them say those things the way that we say them. Okay. And hearing it from the outside perspective looking in, I must say it was not, it was not pretty. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, we need to stop saying those things. Mm -hmm. And, and, and really it's, it's, it's nothing it's nothing really awful bad, but for me, it, it what I let me tell you what I heard. Okay, I heard a lot of commands and demands. Okay, on children, on on these people's children, their kids were out of control, and and the parents were do this, sit down in that chair, don't you get up, blah 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 blah. It, it was just it was like barking out order after order after order and 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 this was the low key low tone stuff i mean this isn't the raising your voice kind right. of stuff this was just is this the kid who wouldn't stop screaming yes okay yes but but the thing is i had completely blocked that whole situation out but i know that you were like completely tuned into it oh yeah so but what i'm saying though is here here's what one of the things that i've been noticing that i've been trying to correct Megan with and and also Matthew as well but mostly Megan is is that she bosses around her brother and sister mm-hmm. go do this you know put that away or turn that off and and Matthew well I guess Matthew doesn't and even Kenna's starting to pick up she on does. it it it's the bossiness it's like you need to close that door and and I think about this it's like we want our children to stop doing this but I notice that they get it from us. That we are doing that yeah. consistently. I am doing that consistently. And so here's what I'd like to say. There are two goals that I want to work on over the next week to two weeks. Okay. Number one, not raising my voice. Okay. Number two, not demanding or commanding anything unless it is extremely of the mo- utmost urgence, okay. uh, urgent nature. So if like they are running into traffic you know, when they've just gotten out of the car in the parking lot, then by golly, I'm not going to say, McKenna, would you please come back to daddy? I'm going to say, stop right now. You know what I said? Thanks for spitting on me I'm sorry, babe. (laughs) But, okay. But when it comes to turning the TV off, instead of saying, uh, Megan, I need you, or Megan, I want you to turn the TV off right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, really, have I asked her to do anything? No, you've made tech, a suggestion. Tech, no, I didn't even make a suggestion. Technically, I shared factual want, in, right? factual information of something <laughs> that I desire. It's right. like, and I'm sure you know how how and and the th- and here's here's the same scenario on the other end. Mommy, I'm really hungry. That's great to know. How do you respond to that? Pretty much the same way. Exactly. That's and, good to know. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and so what I I and this is what I've been doing. It's like I I've I've purposely been asking Megan, is there a more polite way that you could ask this mm-hmm. that would generate probably a, a more polite response, a more courteous response that would generate um, an avenue of 
uh, respectful conversation that expresses your love behind the words. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, hello, Mr. Practice What You Preach. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm thinking right. to myself. It's like, so um, it, it's like Megan's in the middle of television and saying, Megan, I want you to turn that off right now. Instead of saying something like that, and even though we're on, maybe we're 10 minutes out the, you know, away, from, you know, 10 minutes behind running late for church or something like that. And we've got to go. <laughs> Us? Never. Yeah, the, the, uh, yeah, we never do that. I told him I want to start unplugging the TV. Well, this is what I'm saying though. Is let's just say Megan's on the couch and she's watching television. And I want, I really want her to turn it off. I can say Megan, and just wait for her to respond to acknowledge. You'll that die first. That's. T- <laughs> it's not true. Megan, depends on what she's watching. And I can say Megan. You know, it we're we need to go now. And what I'd like you to do is, I want you to r- right away, please get up, turn the television off. We have some other things to do. And I don't know, is that yeah? I mean, it, basically, a more respectful rather than okay. demanding. Right. I don't know. Th- these are the things. What I'm saying is, it's, is it's, these it's are the, the things that are running through your mind yeah, that I, you want to try. I want to say, Megan, in, instead of saying, Megan, pick that up and throw it in the garbage can. Megan, would you do me a favor? There's something on the floor, and since you're over there, would you mind picking that up for me and putting it in the garbage can? Matt, will you pick that up for me and throw it in the garbage can? Yes. McKenna, will you pick that up and throw it in the garbage can? Mom says, well, fine, I'll just do it myself. <laughs> I live this day in and day out. I I want, I want do want to change as a parent. And there are times when, you know, from the hours of 7.30 to, to 8.45, I can be a really good parent. But from 4 o'clock to 6.30, it's like out the window. Yeah. I, I forget everything that I know. I have the hardest time. I don't know. I don't know why God saw fit to give me three children because I lose myself. I don't know where to be. They're all three to me. I just. Well, I, 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 I'm not saying I have the answer right now. I know. I know I, but I, but I'm just saying that I heard something but this can, morning. Can I take you down another rat hole? Sure. No, please. not, please don't. No, please. seriously. Go ahead. Okay. So you were talking about, um, being more respectful in the way that they, they ask think you know, and, but you had in that in sharing that had mentioned that that they're all three becoming very bossy mm-hmm. with each other. Well, you know, today um, after Matt's soccer game, we went out and we did some family things. We um, are going to start saving for a bike for Cliff, and so we were, you know, looking to see what kind of bike he wanted to know how much we needed to save and and all that kinds of st- things. So anyway, we were driving for a while. Well, the kids were in the back seat of the car together and they were passing around some papers and it just didn't really make sense what they were doing. Hours later, we're home. Cliff's down here working. We're upstairs. Quiet time's over. They all come out of their room. Megan says to Matt, I forget. I don't, I didn't hear what she said. Okay. His response back to her was not right now. I'm doing this. And she says, well, don't forget, you signed a contract saying that you would do this with me at 2.30. <laughs> and it is now such and such time. <laughs> so, 
I well, do remember were, them talking about those papers the being car. contracts. They were signing contracts <laughs> of what they would do for or with each other when we got home. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's our Megan. Megan, that, is, Megan came up with that one. She yeah. <laughs> you signed a contract <laughs> that you would do that. That is awesome. Uh, anyway, that I had to share so that. So funny. Should we get back to the book? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Do you have another rat hole? No, I well we'll come up with one, I'm okay. sure, right, along the way. There's one thing that I um feel really really strongly about okay as we read this chapter okay um i'm a total failure and i need to go back and start with megan at infancy (laughs) this chapter was really hard for me um to take in because at the stage that we're at right now um we're dealing with so many more heart issues yeah that um getting to getting to these um these truths of how to live our life in a godly manner seem like our kids are going to be figuring them out on their own when they're adults like we were i don't think it has to be that way though i'm telling you that that's how i felt reading this chapter okay i'm not saying that that is a truth for our family right i'm saying that that is how i feel while reading this chapter so with that said i'm going to read our first highlighted Section. You know, I, I can I just before you read it, I just mm-hmm. want to say I, I when you were reading this. I, I struggle with how churchy I do, too. She makes things. I, I do as well. I see I'm I'm all about Christian values, b- biblical standards, principles, values. But there are some things that she kind of mentions in this chapter that she coaches her children to say and do that are very much things I remember hearing growing up or being a part of the church. Right. But seem so topsy-turvy, countercultural in such a way that I think, I think that it raises your children to have the mentality of what I think really is turning a lot of non-Christian people off today. And driving Christians away from. Driving Christians away from non-Christians. Like, I don't want... No, driving away... I'm saying um, driving Christians away from the church. Like, I don't want to raise our children in such a, a... um, legalistic manner that they're going to rebel from it. Okay. You know, I mean, we have three kids, so statistically one of our children will rebel against following Christ. That That's a statistic. Yeah. It is. Okay. Anyway, um, I, I pray that that doesn't happen that, but, you know, anyway. Um, I think that a lot of things in here are so legalistic and that's the only word that I can use and um and I I love this book and there are great great things in this book but some of the stories she shares I'm like I really don't see my four-year-old doing that 
Right. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, know, and if, if, I mean, I don't know, this is like, it's, it's just like, it's, it reminds me of the Leave it to Beaver show. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) A little bit. I, yeah, a little bit. I know what you're saying. Oh, wait, you're younger than me. I forgot. You don't, you never watched Leave it to Beaver. reruns. (laughs) But that's what I feel like. I, I feel like, you know, she, you know, she's super super homeschool mom you know and and makes all the right decisions and and has all the time in the world to to train her kids to do all these different things but she things also and, in a very openly manner shares her children's flaws and admits that they're not perfect i know but even in the admit that they're not perfect she shares some of the things that they say when they come to the realization that they're not perfect and these you know 6 year old that's been listening to jack hayford you know since four. he was 4 yeah, you know, I mean, come on. He this was is, seven when this. Book okay, was se- yeah, so seven years old. Been listening to Jack Hayford sermons for the last three years, and he uses, you know, quotes scripture when he admits what he's done wrong. I mean, it's it's a little overboard for you know. It, oh, I it, take, he was nine when this book was. Okay, written. but still, it it just it it really does set you up to think. Okay, where am I compared to this? And that's where I'm saying when I'm reading this, I'm feeling like I really I need to go back and start at the beginning. Yeah. But well, at the same time, I don't want. Well, here's the thing: so. you and I, you and I are in a in a certain place. But the thing is, is I know there are people who are listening to this podcast that they look at us and they're probably thinking the same exact thing. Oh, I know. People on, tell me all the time that I'm strict. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that <laughs> if I was strict, why are my kids so out of control? Well, the thing is, is we want to let people know it, is that there is hope for all of us. Absolutely. You know, and and God does work with us. He gives us grace and mercy, and and He is going to provide us with what we need to do. Which I think is the next, um, the title of the next chapter. Really, what is it? Is um, grace and failure. Ah, oh, see, she was setting up her perfect little world. Maybe. So maybe, to say, or maybe it is to have grace in failure. Anyway, I don't know. Um, so read read to us some okay. stuff you got highlighted there. That's always good. One more thing before uh, oh, another I another rat do. hole. Um, she does start off the book saying this is not a self help book. Yes, you know this is take this book and and implement it in the ways that are right for your family. Yes, the exact right for, way for my family. I know and understand <sighs> it's not the exact same right for your family. I'm glad so, you brought that up because I do remember we recovered we covered earlier about how she even says that she has a friend whose kids are speaking French and German and 15 other languages and and stuff like that. So and she even feels inadequate as a parent compared to that. And she talks about the different styles of parents and that are her friends that right. they all go out to and play their card games or board games together. Was a couple, couple chapters. Yeah, mm-hmm. a couple episodes ago. So good. So she shares the story about um, her oldest two kids um, having a fight in the um, in the backyard and running in and tattling, and um, she was not in the mood to deal with it. I've I understand that I've been there once or twice, and so where she would normally give one the opportunity to speak their side and the other the opportunity to speak their side, she just. She threw him a curveball and said, no. She said, look, um, what was your sin? What was your sin? Um, and they both started their conversation with admitting the other's sin. And she said, no, I didn't ask what he did. I asked what you did. 
said to the other, I didn't ask what she did. I asked what you did. And um, so anyway, this is how she has tried to teach her children to deal with conflict. Ever since my children were small, I have endeavored to teach them how to best handle conflict. Um, The principle, however, is this. If they feel someone has sinned against them, they have the opportunity to make one of three choices. They can get angry and sin back, which is the option that's most chosen in our house. Mm -hmm. They can appeal to an authority, mom or dad, and seek justice. Excuse me. Or number three, they can selflessly pardon the offender and turn the other cheek. Okay. Right. Um, and then she explains that, that by, by choosing the third option, that they're not only receiving rewards, um, here as in, um, hugs and kisses from mom and dad and in her house, the, the first and, um, largest portion of dessert, um, you're also receiving rewards in heaven for granting grace and mercy. Awesome. I love that she shares those three options and i think that would be good for us to sit down the next time that we have some kind of dispute to sit down and say you know tomorrow morning here are i'm sure there will be a dispute you know it's like listen we want to let you know there are three options and i can i one of the things that you read when or said when you were reading the book was that she had mentioned that um but this can only be um number two they can appeal to an authority and seek justice. This can only be done only and after can can be done only after they've spoken the truth in love to that person. If the offender repents, they must forgive and forget. There. That that right there is important because before we got into this book, one of my biggest parenting questions was about um tattling. Mhm. You know, the thing is, is tattling. Have you sat down and had a conversation? Have you shared the truth about how you feel, how this has affected you, what you're thinking, what you're going through? Have you tried to work this thing out? And then if, you know, you have you have the three options, you can try to you can try to handle it. You can seek justice after you've done everything else. Mm -hmm. And only if. Or you can just let it go and grant mercy. Now, I wonder, you know, the idea of granting mercy, she says, you know, mom and dad, you know, give you hugs and kisses and you get the first and the biggest part of dessert. But, you know, if you're really granting mercy, how does mom know that? If you just if you just let it go. How does she know? Do you see what I'm saying? My question. I think I see what you're saying. So, I mean, it's kind of like. Does that mean like so and so comes in and says so and so just took the swing from me and I I just want to let you know I'm letting them have it. I mean I don't know I think that that would be if your child is to the point where they are and something different she talked about under maybe, another maybe she's witnessing yeah I think it that it, it is an observation of your children over time gotcha. And more of an issue um, in their heart, you know, more of a growth in their in their heart toward people mm-hmm. that you see through observation rather than being told with um, right. information. Gotcha. All right. What's up next? Okay. So um, 
we we start off with instilling God's topsy turvy truths. Okay, um, so she talks about training the children. Yes, to understand that you will naturally want to react this way in these certain areas of life, but th- we're, what we're going to do is tell you what God really desires, and these are some these are good, holy, upright Christian biblical principles and values. Mm-hmm. That we all ought to live by, and the one thing that I think is is the most is the biggest struggle in any of these that we're about to share is that while we would love for to, to be able to teach our children these things and have them just eat it all up and and start living their lives by it, uh, I think Hello. I think we need <laughs> I think we need to be learning some of these Absolutely. things as well. We do, and um, so she talks about you know when you're teaching your children these these truths um you know a lot of times we feel like we need to stick to stick to the the bible stories that we know you know stick to jonah and the whale and daniel and the lion's den um but even though these are great lessons they're lessons that our children probably already know by heart anyway so um give them a challenge and um you know come out of the lessons that they've learned at sunday school and um Talk to your kids about what your pastor's message was at church or um, or what was going on in your devotion time with God. And so use those use the lessons that you're going that you're learning um, in life to help teach your kids these truths, too, because they, too, have to deal with issues such as anger, greed and fear. You know what? Because I, I do the almost daily devotional, I wonder if I should just put that put it on their iPod. Put it and on there. Are we good? <laughs> it's like <laughs> no. Because the, the thing is, is I share. I, I certainly yeah. share all these things that I struggle to to take hold of in my life and and stuff like that. Right. But okay. um, I highlighted this one sentence: Never underestimate what your kids can grasp, and that is the God's honest truth. Because just yesterday or two days ago. Um, my three-year-old absolutely blew me away with something that she completely understood that I had no idea that she could or should even be able to understand. What was that? I don't remember. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Sure, set it all up and just let us down. I really, I don't remember, but I was like, she shouldn't know what that means, but, but she did. And it was a good thing. It was a good thing. No, it was a good thing. Good. But I... I, yeah, right this moment, I can't remember it. As soon as we're done and I lay down in bed and nobody's listening to me talk anymore, then I will remember. Um, so the next one that we have here is being salt and light means being different. We are called to be salt and light and uh, we are called to be set apart. And so teaching our kids that by doing that, um, we're going to be different and it's okay to be different. Um, <laughs> hello? We need to be different. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, um, let your kids know that um, that persecution is is going to come. That's something that they're going to face. We're going to expect opposition and peer pressure. That those things are normal. Yes. And to be different is to be good. Right. And so, and and or again, to be different is a good thing. Right. And, and I think that, I think that's a great conversa- conversation. To have with our children to explain to them, you know, sometimes people are going to make fun of you because they're going to say, hey, can you go with us and my three friends and we're all going to go see this 
movie, and that movie may, may be something that has a lot of stuff that is just not appropriate appropriate for you at age 13 or age 12 right. or at age 11, and we we say no. And so, you know what's really sad, and, and the truth is, is there are, I, I've seen some parenting out there where parents let their kids pretty much see anything and everything. Mm-hmm. And and obviously we are not I I don't know that we're so overly protective. I mean, you know, some people I, obviously we've been criticized before for some of the things that we, either we take in ourselves or we allow our kids to take in or whatever. But um, but it, it, it's scary how far the extreme goes. Right. You know, and, and so to, to go ahead and explain to them at the age that they are now, it's like, listen, I want you to understand that. As we grow in our faith, God will lay things on our heart that we just will certainly know are, are, these are things that God does not want us to do. Right. I remember having a conversation with, um, growing up, my very best friend was um, my cousin. And we were very close until, probably until the day she left for college. And I got married. And so I had my life with Cliff. And um, she went to college and she met her husband and got married the year later and um, moved out of state. So anyway, but we still keep in touch and 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 talk. And so I remember having a, a, a talk with her uh, several years ago about this, about um, and we're different in our families of what we let our children take in and and what we see of them. And um, she was getting very um she wasn't condemning my choices as, as a parent, but um, she was on the judgmental line mm-hmm. a little bit, uh, a little bit. And I said to her, um, the people who know and love me know that I'm a very matter of fact kind of person. Yes, you are. <laughs> I said to her, I said, um, look, this was happening to me when, and it was, it was a total out of the extreme scenario i said this was happening to me when i'm five when i was five don't talk to me about protecting my child i think that i can handle that on my own Mm -hmm. you know and she just she cut it i mean it was just it was done it was over so you know we are going to make different choices in our household that other people make and there has we have to teach our kids how to how to respect other people's choices but how to respect their choices as well right and our choices as their parent exactly that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And how to make wise choices on their own. Right. And to understand that sometimes. It means being different. Exactly. And that it's okay. And I love that. It's okay. It's okay to be different. Mm-hmm. All right. All moving right. along. What's the next one? The next one is my favorite and one that will in the coming weeks be a very big part of our um, daily parenting. Okay. Taming the tongue for good. Oh. This is a big one in our house. Here. This is a big one. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um we have we have a child who is very critical of everyone around them and especially of themselves. Mm-hmm. And there are t- she talks in here about um about when a child starts getting, um, I don't even, oh, okay. Anyway, um, 
when a child starts getting that's closer for anything. Okay. Hold on. When sure. when their words turn on themselves, anyway, is what I'm looking for. Okay. okay. Um listen closely for any traps your children may unwitting unwittingly set for their souls by speaking careless words. Um, I can't do I can't do anything right. Spoken in discouragement needs to be replaced with I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Um, I hate you should never be left hanging to recap to re- to wreak future havoc. When things cool down a bit, the trap must be sprung with the words "I love you." Will you forgive me? Yeah. Um, which I shared on a different. I know I shared it this week, but I don't know if it was on a podcast or or not. But. Um, and it couldn't have been last Saturday because it just happened on Tuesday. Anyway, several weeks ago, we had lunch with um, with our friend, um, DG, who is your host for the About the Church podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, he was over here on Tuesday. And after you guys recorded and you were leaving, um, he was telling us this story about how after we had had dinner with them that night and then he and his wife sat there and kind of took count of the night and and how it all went that one of them had made the comment that when our child um, was disrespectful or when one of our children was disrespectful or had um, done something that they're not supposed to do we had them ask for forgiveness for what they had done you know will you forgive me for and then they act of you know that was that was done and so as DG stood in our foyer on on Tuesday morning, he said that he and his wife, one of them had shared the story, and then the other was just like, they did that to you too? That completely broke my heart when the little kid was just looking at me with those big blue eyes and said, you know, will you forgive me? And so it was just funny that that um, that they had both, you know, shared the same thing and how, you know, complete, and we had shared with them how um, the I'm sorry's in our house had become a very um, unsympathetic, very completely empty. uncaring, empty um, word and or or phrase. And so we had to we had to take an extreme action to train the heart. And um, and so we did that. And now if our children wrong another person or or are disrespectful, you know place the yeah. transgression here <laughs> well that's right the, the thing is is that number one they must admit what they did was exactly. wrong and they have to know what that is and then they have to confess it to the person that they've wronged or that they've done the thing to by saying not only will you forgive me but will you forgive me for right. and then they have to name what it is what it is that they've done against them which, of course, by asking for forgiveness for that thing is an acknowledgement of that thing being wrong and that I've done it to you. And uh, it really has made a, a, a huge impact. For the sake of time, yes. Steph, I'd like to just go uh, ahead and talk okay. about the, just the highlighted bold All title of right. the different sections there. Anyway, taming the tongue is going to be a big one. In it our is going to be a big one in our house. Um, living out the golden rule. Okay. So this is basically um, training the heart of our children to consider others better than themselves and uh, that one is definitely going to be something that I believe is a lifelong learning process but one that is important to start with you know these are these are the essential tools of training the heart so what what's the what's the next one is I think it's the last one isn't it 
Storing Treasures in Heaven. It's oh, not the last one. Okay, so Storing Treasures in Heaven. I, I loved one of the stories that she shared there. And it and it was talking about the fact that she had been collecting things. Mm-hmm. And I forget, what was it that she said she collected herself? Um, everything from antique dolls to porcelain tea sets. Okay, and then she lost... You would think that losing all those collectibles in a 6.8 earthquake would teach me a lesson. It did. I no longer amass anything breakable. Okay. So she's still, you know, and she said she has to confess that, that you know, she collects things and she has all these things, all these things building up um, around her that she cannot take with her. Treasures here on earth. And she tells a story about her son who likes to collect baseball cards. That was such a sweet story. Yes. Can we read it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Recently, I shared this story with my kids and then asked them what their favorite possession was. Tucker answered first. My baseball card collection, he said proudly. If God asked you to give it to him, I questioned, could you do it? Sure. I had an idea. I leaned forward and looked carefully at my son. I received an email this morning from a friend whose neighbor's house burned down last week. I'm gathering up some homeschool materials to send to the mother, but the 12-year-old boy lost all his baseball cards in the fire. Would you like to put any of yours in the box? Tucker hesitated for just a minute and then ran upstairs. When he came down, he was carrying his favorite Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa cards. I hugged my sweet son who was willing to give up his prized possessions for a stranger. Then I made a mental note and added my favorite dress to that package. Yes, that is awesome. So, I mean, that is really, that's, it is a really touching story. But those um, things aren't going to happen unless we have some heart-to-heart discussions with our children about the need to store treasures in heaven. Right. And, and, And to be serious about training our children about what an eternal perspective is. Absolutely. Okay. Sorry. And what's the last highlighted area? Being servants in an upside-down world. Gotcha. So the idea is, of course, training our kids, uh, our kids, our children, uh, to to be servants and to serve others, uh, both you know where well, pretty much anywhere and everywhere we can. It, it's it's what can I do to step in? What can I do to help? And I think um, you know, of course, the people at the Fairhaven Rescue Mission asked me not to bring the children down mm-hmm. there anymore, which is but kind of But that really made an impact on Megan that one time that she went. Yeah. And the second time you took her when they asked her, when they, I love that it was the second time you took her that yeah. they asked you not to bring her back. Um, she was really hurt by the fact that she couldn't go back. Yes, yeah, she was I very mean, she upset. she was very upset that, that she couldn't be, go back. That really yeah. meant something to her. Yeah. So Fairhaven Res- Rescue Mission in Covington, Kentucky is a rescue mission where where men uh, who are homeless or extremely, extremely, extremely bad off financially, um, these men have absolutely nothing usually. And Fairhaven Rescue Mission is a place that they can come any night of the week, 24, or or, I'm sorry, every week of the year, and get a hot meal. Mm Mm-hmm. And basically, different area churches, I mean, just tons of churches in our area, uh, donate, donate food, and not only that, but volunteers from their church to come down once a month to feed the the men that show up there. And so usually it takes about six people, five, anywhere between four to six people, who will come and cook the meal and 
serve the meal to these men. And I mean, these guys are the guys that you see sitting on the corner that have the little signs that with their coffee cans begging for change. I mean, th- those are the guys that, that come and eat here. And Megan, she just did not realize that there were people who did not have a home, that that people did not have a bedroom or a bed, that people did not have dinner, breakfast, and lunch. And it was an eye-opening experience for her. And, to, and it really made her feel good to know that she was doing a part to help in, in helping these guys get food. Right. And so. She, and, yeah. But but anyway, that is something. And, and of course, you know, Fairhaven's asked us not to bring her back. So, uh, personally, I'm going to seek out other opportunities mm-hmm. for us to go and serve as a family where, where it is okay and appropriate right. for Megan to go there. Right. Well, now we have to, you know, think about McKenna and when, yeah. you know, age-appropriate things for her. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, well, can I share one other thing? There, mm-hmm. There's this uh, other ministry that's in our area it's called CareNet and CareNet is a place that uh, puts together care packages for people in the hospital mm-hmm. and um, there are in well, what about Lifeline I'm sorry Lifeline is that what you mean yeah same yeah, thing yeah. CareNet is a pregnancy crisis I'm right? sorry I'm sorry yeah you're right you mean Lifeline Lifeline ministries, ministries. and Lifeline hands out um, these these care packages mm-hmm. and uh, these we've care- packaged those before the kids really liked that yeah. Good enough. <laughs> they do it for more than for just the hospital. I mean, they do. They do. And it, they do it for people who are poor and 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 don't have a lot. And these are uh, corporations donate shampoo, mm-hmm. toothpaste, um, ton, just tons of different right. items. I love that um, they have one for a specific a, a specific ward in the hospital people are just coming out of like a major surgery and the whole basket is um is dietary proof to to the diet that these people will be on oh yeah it's i forget what surgery it is too but it's like a major um medical procedure i don't re- right darn it now i but, wish i remember but what's really cool is this ministry basically this entire house once a month turns into an right. assembly line it happens to be our pastor chad's brother mm-hmm. who runs it Yep. And so anyway, it's it's neat. We I mean It's really cool. I think what three, four thousand bags processed mm-hmm. in a night. Yeah. And the kids get to help put things right. in these bags and carry the bags upstairs mm-hmm. and deliver it, it it's really cool. It is. Anyway. I want to read this one thing. Okay, go um, ahead. Um being um you know, we're talking about being servants in an upside down world and she says, um Okay, hold on. Okay. She shares a verse with her kids. Her kids are arguing. This is the story that she's sharing. Her kids are arguing over what one child insists is her personal property. And so she turns around. They're driving in the van. She turns around. She says, "Um, don't forget, Jesus says, if someone wants your coat, let them have your shirt also. Okay. Um, With that in mind, let me add a word of caution. It is vital to train our children to follow godly upside down principles. But in doing so, we must be careful that we don't let them become critical or self-righteous, puffed up with knowledge. Gotcha. Um, because she said as she is teaching her children and making an emphasis on making right decisions, um, that her kids have sometimes become quick to notice other people's decisions. Yes. 
And um, so anyway, it was it's a good chapter and it really gets you to thinking about where you are. You know, what morals are you teaching your kids? Yes. Are you teaching them any? Right. You know? And and what are we teaching by example? Exactly. Well, folks, we want to say thank you once again for listening to another episode of Family from the Heart. And we definitely encourage you to leave us your feedback. You can send email to feedback at gspn.tv. Or you can always give us a call on our listener line. The phone number, of course, is area code 859-795-4067. And, of course, we must not say goodbye without saying thank you one more time to Mardell.com. If you do want to let them know that that you've heard about them through us, when you go and purchase your books there, just use promo code GSPN at the checkout. Not GSPN.tv, but GSPN. GSPN, and you'll receive 10% off. That's right. Your final order. And, of course, if you have a story about how you've used Mardell or you've purchased any products, send us in all that, (laughs) and we would love to hear about it. So Stephanie is (laughs) laughing because I've... Now had to play the music. Three times. I was, I was just, anyway. One for each bullet point up there. Yes. All right. right. We're out of here. We'll see you next week. We are next week, right? Yep. All right. Then we'll announce next week, the following week. All right. God bless all. Bye.